Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois, and, and I am Jay not alone. Oh, yes, I am yeah. not no, by no, myself. No. Hmm. Well, are you going to let me introduce myself, or are you going to take over now? Well, you I, had I'm one used to episode. it. You, you, you basically abandoned me. You basically abandoned me, and I had one to do episode. it all by myself. Thankfully, one episode. Got a lot of, got a lot of praise yeah. for that episode. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Though I think it was pity praise. I think they were no, like, no, no, it was a good episode. Oh, look at no, Lord no, no, Joe no, it was a good episode. Himself. <laughs> Anyways, this is Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Oh, when he shows up, you're executive the when you show up. One time, well, all it takes is one time. All that's it takes all, one time. All it was, and you look rough, dude. I am tired. You I have am tired. What they call bed scars on your face. Yep. You literally rolled out of dude, bed. I and rolled your, out, and it's one thirty in the afternoon. I don't don't say that. Don't say that. Don't <laughs> no, say that. It's nine thirty in the Which morning. Which doesn't make it any better. <laughs> I'm sure you were working hard. Did you, have, did you have a rough week or just a late night or? Oh, rough week and then late night. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. rough week and then uh, um, Michelle and I just spent, you know, fighting. No, <laughs> no, oh. no, oh, no, just okay. hanging out, talking. Mm-hmm. Yes, hanging out. Yep. That, yeah, it was. Oh, there right. was no, no. It sounds there great. There was no Netflix and chill. Okay, I know no, what you're trying to. No, I'm not. I know what you're anything. trying to insinuate. I just think you know, uh, spousal time and conjugal love is a I good did. thing. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Anyways. Yeah, man. Anyways. No, so we made some homemade ravioli last night. Oh, I saw the pictures. Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, yeah, if, we, if, we, I, if I just tell you right now, if I wasn't married to Jen mm-hmm. and you weren't married to Michelle, mm-hmm. your wife material, just based on your cooking alone, I think your wife material. Well, <laughs> see, I thought you were going to go a different direction there. No, no. So um, it's, uh, it's Reformation Day. Mm-hmm. It's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Are your kids going trick or treating? Uh, no. Oh, because you're COVID fearful. No, nope. you're afraid of the COVID. No, it's not that. Yeah. I'm afraid of the COVID fears. <laughs> you're afraid of ticking off all your neighbors. Uh, I don't care about ticking off the neighbors. It's more about uh, I don't want to deal with people yelling at my kids. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing yeah. out here? And they're like, I, I, I have I, a mask on. They're like, yeah. not that kind of mask. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that because I would definitely react. <laughs> I will react, and it will might you take be with eggs. Treating? It might be eggs. How about if you take me, and they can yell at me because I will look like a kid. You with know a what? Mask that on. might work well. Mm-hmm. Let's like we could do that. Now, yeah. a bunch of the neighbors, we're all getting together, and we're gonna have a, a little thing in the backyard. Nice, but yeah, no, it's it was more about not wanting to deal with these people. You know what's weird is we've always done the trick or treat thing. You know, because we're are you guys Satanist. doing? Are you guys doing trick or treating this not, year? Not this year. I think now ma- is it is it because of your the age of your kids? Like uh, the older ones, yeah, they're not good though because we yeah, got a sixteen year old. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, yeah, I'm thinking like Maddie and Bonger. I yeah, mean, they they're not at the age where they typically wouldn't go. Right. They would still want to, but Maddie might go with a friend. I think I'm not really sure. Mm. Uh, but Killian's like, nah, no. don't even want to. Which is mm. where he just doesn't want to do it. So uh, uh, he's got your laziness. No, I've listen. He's I got always, your laziness. All, first of all, I'm not lazy. I just don't like there's do a difference. There's, there's a difference between being lazy mm-hmm. and not getting your work done, and then just like I don't want to go into that whole thing over there. Yeah. You know? So, but with him, um, no, nah, it's it's more probably he just likes staying home. Okay. He's just one of those kids. He's like I guess he's father. become that because uh, he he's gone every year before. So. Anywho, so yeah, so you're gonna do a little thing in the backyard. Yep, with all the neighbors, we're gonna all get right. together, have fun, and then uh, tomorrow we're uh, we're not going to church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. No in-person service because we want to allow people to sleep in after a after night Halloween. Party. That's right. We're, we're so. suspending services <laughs> because we really want people to make the most of Halloween. Yeah. And not feel drained on the Lord's Day. Yeah. Nope. Uh, yeah. Somebody came down with symptoms and tested positive. So yep. we just said, all right, um, our policy is we got to shut down for two weeks and 
uh, two Sundays or whatever it is, right? Something like that? Mm, no. Oh, that's not the policy. No, it now. won't be two Sundays. Okay, cool. Yeah, I saw you say that, and I'm like, I don't think he's read all, any of our comments. Uh, yeah, I, I read I read the comments, mm, yeah. but I read the policy a while ago. And that's what I was basing mm. my, that off of. Okay. I'll maybe take a look at the I policy. Might, the might policy doesn't the, say two Sundays. I might have looked at the original. Oh, maybe. Maybe yes, the original. Yes. Uh, first edition. I wish, everyone could, first I wish edition. everyone could look at Joe right now as he's like kind of got this wry smile on his face because he knows he hasn't read anything. That's a lack of sleep. <laughs> that's what that is. Um, Anyways, no, it's just, it, it won't be two Sundays. All right, good. good. That's, that's a bit of an overkill. Good. Based good. on... The timing of it, one Sunday suffices. Cool, awesome. So yeah, we're uh, none of us are happy about it. Okay, so don't don't really yell at us. Oh, here uh, we go. Not here we go. People are gonna yell at us. But you don't don't yell at us. Uh, we're not happy about it. We're just we're trying to take care of people. We got all kinds of people, all ages, with various uh, needs, and mm -hmm. we also ch uh, you know share a space. Yep. With another church that yep. uh, that shares their space with all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we're just trying to you know trying to be generous and kind and careful with people. That's right. There we're you we're go. people people yeah is that we're not people pleasers though no, no no we're just people people no that's right we're people 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 so we're gonna talk we're, we're back in uh the baptist catechism mm -hmm. and i love question 10 here we go it's an important one all right i'm gonna read it you okay. answer it ready okay what are the decrees of god the decrees of god are his eternal purpose oh i knew you were gonna do this according Joe to the counsel of his will stare at me because whereby for his own glory show us that he has foreordained or hath foreordained whatsoever comes to pass so I was going to have a bit there about you <laughs> memorizing it, but then I realized halfway through, um, I'm interrupting as you're saying. So do yeah, it one more time. Yeah, no, I got it. What are the decrees uh, of God? The decrees of God are his eternal purpose, according to the counsel of his will, whereby for his own glory, he has foreordained whatsoever comes to pass. Mm. Mm -hmm. So Memorized. Uh, well done. I only got a couple of them. That's a good one. And because it is such a big doctrine, yeah. um, and this succinctly says it what it is it covers the bases but it also brings up a bunch of questions mm. which we're very thankful for benjamin bedham oh bedham is the best because uh in his uh exposition of the catechism he asks follow-up questions provides answers and scriptures and actually we're just going to work our way through that okay because um it's pretty good it's pretty good stuff so, Joe, hath God predetermined all future events? Yes. Ephesians 1.11 says, He worketh all things according to the counsel of his will, of his mm, own will. Of his own will. And, uh, well, his will and his own will would be the same thing, Jimmy. I'm just trying to keep it short. No, but I think what we're trying to do is it, it really puts a fine point on it. Mm -hmm. His own will. He does not have to uh, seek outside counsel from himself. That is correct. Uh, within himself, he goes according to his own will. And this is, I mean, this idea has God predetermined all future events, right? I mean, mm. um, that means there's not one thing that that isn't a part of God's plan in some way. Yeah. I, I've shared before that I had a, a Greek professor tell me in Bible college, um, he was arguing that God has not foreordained all things. And I said, so how much has he foreordained? And he goes, 40%. And he was he was joking and trying to push my buttons a little bit, but but he didn't believe that God ordained all things. But Ephesians one eleven says it right. He works all things according to the counsel of His own will. Yeah, I like it. And like and the notion that He might not know it or He doesn't foreordain means He's learning as He goes. Mm -hmm. But I mean, then things would happen by chance, right? Right. That would mean things would happen outside of His control. And I mean, and in right here, Benham, doth nothing come then come by chance? 
No, the lot is cast into the lap, but the whole disposal thereof is of the Lord. Proverbs sixteen thirty three. So does that mean that we should go to like uh, casting lots to find out what God wants us to do since he has determined how they fall? You know, uh, from time to time, from forty percent of the time, forty percent of the time. Typically in Vegas, I like to cast lots on the craps table. Yes, you do. You crap lots. <laughs> that was pretty good. I just want you to know that was uh, you like that, that. Was, that was well done. So, um, yeah, and again, we, we obviously are not of that stripe where we would cast lots and and trust that it means that we can interpret you know, how they fall as if we have some kind of Christian uh, voodoo going on. So yes, even though God has predetermined uh, how the dice roll before the foundations of the word, when you throw the dice, Mm -hmm. um, the numbers that come up were predetermined. Uh, But if you were to assign your own meaning to these uh, numbers, it doesn't mean that when you throw them, it's going to come up in a way that makes sense yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's all according to God's own will, his mysterious will, like you were saying, not anyone else's and not ours. In fact, if my memory serves me correct, this was one of the arguments that I think some of the Puritans made and others about playing games of chance because mm. to play a game of chance is to play games with God's providence. He has foreordained all things and you're just kind of goofing around with it, man. Don't be playing with things yeah. that God has foreordained. Yeah. Um I don't think we we buy that because mm-hmm. uh, he's foreordained literally everything, and I do not believe that playing a game that involves the role of a die or dice is mocking God or belittling God because um, he he's foreordained it all. It's not just um, that oh he, that, now he's a little out of breath because he did something and he had to do it because mm. we chose to play a game or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now it also says. To be really to put a finer point on it, mm-hmm. uh, Betham says, "Do God's decrees extend to the conduct of good men?" Yes, Ephesians two nineteen. They are created unto good works, which God hath before ordained that they should walk in them. Oh, huh. oh look at that! Look at that! So, but yeah. I mean, I mean, not good works. Just good works, though, not necessarily their salvation. Because I mean, yeah. that, that I, I can choose whenever That's I, just, I, I decide. Yeah, you, know, you know what? We may we may not. As traditionalists, mm-hmm. as traditionalists, we we may not like uh, word of faith theology and name it and claim it, mm-hmm. except when it comes to salvation. Mm, yes. That's when we name it and claim it. That's when I name and claim it. Blab it as my blab, own. Blab it and blab grab it. and grab Jesus is mm-hmm. what it is. No, but Benjamin says that right. Uh, do God's decrees extend to uh, their salvation? And he says, yes, they are vessels of mercy which He hath afore prepared to glory. That's from Romans nine twenty three. So. Not only, and we've talked so much about this, everybody knows where we're coming from, mm-hmm. that God has predetermined the salvation of his people. He has chosen a people for himself. Christ redeemed those people. The Spirit regenerates those people. But also to even the good works and the conduct. So, man, the good things that are laid out before you that you can do in any given day are not just rules that you're trying to live by they are opportunities that god has sovereignly placed before you each mm-hmm. day and that's that make for me that makes it really exciting because the law never changes but the opportunities do and my circumstances shift mm-hmm. and so um like i'll be on the road on sunday driving down to preach in st louis mm-hmm. and on the way i'm going to have lots of opportunities that i might not have while i was here um and you'd say um Drive recklessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, if you're driving down St. Louis, you'll eventually pass um, houses of ill repute. 
mm-hmm. you could mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. Right? you know, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. lion's den. Mm-hmm. I always see an ad for a oh, billboard oh, for the okay, lion's okay, den. Okay. Obviously, I don't pass it around here, though we do have a strip club called Blackjacks in Elgin that I pass sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh but, you know, you're driving out by yourself and when you're alone, like you have these opportunities to sin in ways that maybe you might not otherwise because people can't see you. So you have these opportunities for good works and it should be exciting because it means that on my way down to St. Louis, God will place opportunities for me to choose him over sin, uh, to choose righteousness mm-hmm. over evil. And it's not just that I have a list that I'm following, which in a sense there that's true, but it's more like God has prepared these opportunities for me to walk in. And that is exciting. It it reminds me how real God is and how present he is. Mm. But what about what about bad people, Jimmy? Because uh, quote I mean, unquote bad people. You no, know, bad people like uh like bad friends or <laughs> mm-hmm. uh or whatever. So um like obviously we can wrap your brain around God preparing good works. Mm-hmm. But uh, what about the conduct of wicked men? Yes. Acts 2:23, him being delivered by the determinate counsel of God, ye by wicked hands have crucified and slain wait a minute so it, him, did peter say that did peter say that god determined the crucifixion of jesus mm-hmm. ye by wicked hands by have wicked crucified hand. and hey, slain on. i gotta i gotta do the math on this hang on so you, you gotta do the math i'm gonna try to do the math god determined mm-hmm. in his own counsel yeah right which of his own will, his own will. so by he's determined by his own counsel and will that jesus would be crucified and slain by wicked hands. Mm-hmm. Okay, actually, that's pretty simple math. That's just, yeah, yeah, it kind of yeah, says yeah. what it says. Yeah, it, it, it's, that's, it's pretty straightforward. That's addition. Yeah. I can do addition unless it's three numbers. Once it gets into Once the three, get three, you're three out. Three, no, I'm out. No, pff, come on. <laughs> when is that ever going to happen in life? I don't worry about three numbers. I never have more than 20 bucks like, in my wallet. It's always so. like, when you, remember when you were a kid, they're like, you're never going to have that T85 in your pocket. You got to learn how to do this math because you're never going to be able to carry around a pocket or carry around a... a uh, calculator? I have no idea what a T85 is. Oh, you're that. Never mind. I have no <gasps> idea. What is a T85? Oh, that's no, so cute. I no Google idea. Is it a protractor? What? You don't know what it is. <laughs> Google it. I just got, All right. within the context of me saying, you're never going to carry around a calculator. T- oh, a calculator. T85. <laughs> well, you're going to have to figure this stuff out, guys. T- I see the co- code, diagnostic code, never T85. Mind. T85 calculator? Is that T- what it's called? T85 calculator maybe it's ti-85 texas instruments yeah ti-85 yeah i was right texas ti-85 that's what it is anyways all right so yeah you had to use one of those everyone did i didn't and they would sit there and tell you hey hey you better learn your math you're one plus one plus one because you're never gonna have a you can't kick you're not gonna carry around a calculator for the all your day you did learn you're good at math i see you do it in your head on the phone all the time yeah 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 but i still have this oh you have the iphone see they weren't counting on that they weren't counting on the iphone that's right suckers you (laughs) dumb teachers steve jobs got you (laughs) (laughs) he made you look foolish now i know listen i never had to use a calculator that's another way to say you know i never had to use a calculator in math class never 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 once never never once Did, did you have the thing Nope. The thing where it slides. The abacus? The abacus? No. You were you were the abacus. Nope. Did you make the abacus? Okay, there might have been an abacus in the room. <laughs> I was in what they called basic math. And there was um mm. we never even hit pre-algebra, so mm. yeah. You're so proud of yourself. I'm not. I feel I feel embarrassed now. Um so <laughs> so, so even you know, uh, uh this foreordaining, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the conduct of wicked men. <sighs> now is it also then to their destruction? Yeah. I mean Benjamin points this out. Uh, who were of old ordained to this condemnation. Um, you know, the this is when we're getting into rep, the doctrine of reprobation, which we've talked about. Just search the website to find that episode. Um, 
we have a sovereign God who is over all things, who is his decree extends to the actions of wicked men, and yet mm-hmm. he holds them responsible for what they do because what they do, they do of their own volition. There's a yeah. mystery there that we can't totally comprehend where God is sovereign and mankind is responsible, but here we see. See, people don't go to hell because um, God determined to throw them in hell. It, it's not quite... It's it's not that li- that kind of a line. Um, God is determined to withhold saving grace from them, and yes, mm-hmm. He has decreed all things that happen. We're responsible for what we do, and we in we essentially inherit hell for our deeds. In other words, reprobation is the decree to withhold saving grace. Condemnation is the punishment of sins or hell itself for mm-hmm. what we do. And so, yes, God is even sovereign over all of that. So, uh, Jimmy, with all of this talk about, um, say, God's sovereign over all men, wicked and righteous mm-hmm. and all of that. So uh, Benjamin says, is it lawful for men to cavil mm. at God's decree? For Steve McCoy, that means complain. Yes. Okay. Complain. You know is what it- I like? Mm. Henry Cavill. Can't <laughs> complain about that guy. He is a handsome Superman. You know what? He mm-hmm. used to be quite overweight as a kid. Was he chubby? Yeah. Uh, the, well, sorry, he's from I, England. I know, dude. Yeah. I watch way too much British shows, yeah. so never mind. Yeah. But there was an interview. They're where all kind of doughy over there. So there's an interview hmm. where, uh, uh, I guess he went to a boarding school, but uh, never mind. You forget it. It's going to take too long. But by the way, uh, to be, put a finer point on it, though, yeah. to Cavill is not to complain, but it's 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 more of a petty complaint. But Mina, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I love that you... Complained by definition yep. by being petty. I, I cavilled about you, your definition you of cavilled. About my cavilled. <laughs> I totally cavilled you. <laughs> but no, uh, uh, Romans nine twenty. Who art thou that replies against God? Mm. Hath not the Potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel to honor and another unto dishonor? The, Romans nine is a hard chapter. Yeah, not because it's necessarily hard to interpret, but because it says really hard things. Yeah. Um, it essentially says, watch your mouth. And yeah, like before... It, Check yourself. It's not, it's not wrong to ask questions. It's not wrong to question God in faith, you know, waiting for an answer, but to, uh, you know, emotionally and superficially complain because you don't like it or can't wrap your brain around it is weak. He says you that God has the right to do what he thinks is best because what he thinks is best is in fact best he only does what is right and so it may not seem good to us but ultimately what god does is good so there is no there should be no complaining so if we go back to this idea of you know um god's own will like the pleasure they are all according to the good pleasure of his will in ephesians 1 5 this is when Badham asks are god's decrees sovereign and free, Ooh. yes, that he is not uh, compelled by anyone mm-hmm. or anything outside of himself in his decrees, mm-hmm. which means that this is the difference, I think, between fate and God's absolute sovereignty. You know, fate is this, this idea that there's this, things are the way they are. It's just, there's no free will. Yeah, it's just yeah. a blind machine that runs. But these are God's choices that were made in eternity past, right? And which is why he asks, are these decrees eternal? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Ephesians 1, 4, for we are chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they infinitely wise? 
Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, Ephesians three ten to eleven. We read of the manifold wisdom of God according to His eternal purposes. So they're sovereign, and free. They're eternal, and yet we know we could trust that they're infinitely wise. And that puts us at ease. The a people of faith yeah. that wrestles with, and you, it's, it's appropriate to wrestle with the sovereignty of God, the eternality of God, uh, the immutability of God. That makes sense to wrestle with it because he's infinite, we're finite, and our faith isn't perfect. So we are going to wrestle with it. So when we see in scripture that all that God does is done in infinite wisdom is a comfort to us. It yeah. puts us at ease. And he asks, well, are, they're not only wise, but are they most holy? Yes. Uh, Isaiah 25, 1. Thy counsels of old are faithfulness and true, truth. Yeah. So it's 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 not just that they are wise in their outworking, but they are pure. Mm. They are righteous. God is not like, you know, we all have plans, right? We have um, we're all, we have two candidates who are running oh. for president. Mm. They have their plans. Right, they have the decrees that they're going to try and make. Of course, they're not like God's decrees, but they have their plans. And uh, I think it's fair to say that uh, their plans are not most holy. Uh, there is probably in each candidate a mix of good motives and bad motives. Really, in many of the things. Really, they do. you think it's hard you to say? Think, oh my goodness! Well, I am. I'm not trying I to am shock shocked anyone. by that. So, what? Um, well, goes on. All right, what are you doing on your phone over there? You've been nonstop on the phone. What are you doing? You text it. I got it. Okay. All right. You responded. Put, put everybody on hold. Tell Colson we're in the middle of something right now. Let us continue. Okay. Um, are his decrees impenetrable and unsearchable? Yes. Romans eleven thirty four. Who hath known the mind of the Lord? Uh, that would be nobody. Not one. We don't. God's ways are not our ways. Yeah. And so that's also comforting for me to know. It, it, maybe it's frustrating to some, but for me, like as I can't fully grasp it all, mm -hmm. well, that's appropriate because no one knows the mind of the Lord, but the yeah. spirit, right? So yep. it, that, that makes sense. Go, okay. I'm not supposed to totally understand everything here. Only what I can grasp. And are these decrees absolute and unchangeable? Yes. Uh, Job 23, 13, he is in one mind and who can turn him? I mean, and this to me is really comforting, mm -hmm. right? Because we're talking yeah. about the whole time, like, uh, that God's God's decrees are, are infinitely wise. They're most holy. Uh, they're impenetrable and they're uh, unsearchable, but they're absolute and unchangeable uh, because we do change. We're finicky individuals, right? Yeah. Uh, and yet God being infinitely wise and most holy, his, his decree does not need to change at all. Yeah. They are, it is what is best for us. It doesn't need to change and it can't change because God is eternal. Yeah. What he has said and determined is before and after the fact, right? Um, I love Numbers 23, 19, uh, because, and we've talked about this in the past as well, but it says, God is not man that he should lie, right? So I think most of us get that off the bat, right? Because he's holy. Or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? God does not change his mind. Now we've done an episode on that, so you can look for that in the, on the website as well. But uh, let's just say this, that um, God is not like us. And so as the most holy, all wise, eternal God, what he has decreed, what he has promised is sure to come to pass. Mm -hmm. And are they calculated for his own glory? Duh. Yes, that's what Benjamin says. Yeah, duh. duh. It doesn't say yes. It literally says D-U-H exclamation point. Duh. 
<laughs> Proverbs 16.4, he hath made all things for himself. It's like, uh, I mean, if, if any of you are familiar with Reformed theology, if any of you are have even read a couple of pages of one of John Piper's books, right? Then you, you get this, right? That God does all that he does for his own glory. And we glorify God uh, through faith and obedience. But what Piper likes to say is God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Mm-hmm. That there is a, a Christian joy, a deep-seated spiritual joy that we get uh, from God's grace, from salvation, from his mercies. And, uh, and so he is glorified in all things in his decree. And in, as that decree is worked out in our lives, he is glorified. And then we glorify God as we respond to those things um, in faith and patience and thankfulness and gratitude and dependence on him. Mm. So Jimmy, are all, Benjamin asked this, are all God's decrees accomplished? Or maybe some are kind of, you know, some are like not, not really going to get done. You know, like some of the tasks on my to-do list. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, it's, well, he's not like you, so no. Oh. Uh, Isaiah forty-six ten. He declares from ancient times the things that are not yet done. Mm. So uh, all his to-do list gets done. That's what you're saying. Yeah, they yeah, will all yeah. be accomplished. Yeah, yes, so they, Isaiah fourteen twenty-four. God, surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So he's not like me. No, 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 no. What's that like? Uh, and and will anything come to pass that God hath not decreed? Maybe. No. Oh, sorry, no. Lamentations 3, 37. For who is he that saith, and it cometh to pass, when the Lord commandeth it not? So yeah, I mean, this is, again, if it happens in your life, it is somehow a part of God's decree. That doesn't mean that the thing that was done to you was good. Or yeah. The thing that you experienced was pleasant. It doesn't mean that there isn't evil in the world that yeah. will be punished someday, but it means that there is nothing that comes into your life that isn't somehow a part of God's decree. Mm. His eternal purpose, according to the counsel of his will, whereby for his own glory, he's foreordained whatsoever comes to pass. That whatsoever means every detail of your life. Everything, I re- yep. I remember sitting, uh, I was talking to a reformed guy when I was a freshman, about this and we were kind of talking through it and you know his god and i hadn't really thought about it at this point his god foreordained everything and uh he took a pen and threw it at me and it hit me and he goes god foreordained that <laughs> which was a good teaching lesson for mm-hmm. me like i let i respond to that kind of a thing so um i was like well how does that work and then we talked about it i was mm-hmm. like wow god foreordained that you would do that so but if you were a jerk you're still responsible for being a jerk and he's like yep <laughs> but because I did it in love, that's right. It was, <laughs> because it was, I, did, I did it in faith, that was to the glory of God yeah, right there. God was glorified by you getting a <laughs> pen stuck in your eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jimmy, all of this, I think, raises a fair question, hmm. um, which is people are going to be naturally wondering, what has God decreed in my life? Like, yeah. And so Benjamin asks, should we be curious to know the divine decrees? Uh, no. Deuteronomy 29, 29, for secret things belong to God. In fact, that passage um, is, is, is great. And he, he, he goes on to explain this in the next question, but the secret things belong to the Lord, but the things revealed belong to us. Mm-hmm. And so, and this is where... In Reformed theology in particular, you talk about the decrees of God or the, the the will of God, right? And you've got his 
will of purpose, which is his secret will or mm -hmm. his sovereign will or his decree. And then you've got his moral will or his will of command or his will of precept. Mm. And those are the things that are revealed. So on the one hand, he says, should we be curious to know the divine decrees? I think the reality is we are curious. And I don't think it's wrong to be curious, to wonder. But I think what he's pushing on here when he asked that question is, should we be trying to discern what the decrees of God are? Should we try to interpret providence as it is unfolding and then predict, okay, well, this is what's going to happen in yeah. the future? Because that's not what we ought to do. They are secret things and we cannot know them until they come to pass. So what is the will of God? Well, if we're talking about his sovereign will, most of the time, the vast majority of the time, you, you're not going to know what his decree is until it happens unless it has been revealed in Scripture. Like he, Jesus is coming back. That's a part of his will of decree. Mm -hmm. And so we know, well, there's one that we do know. We don't know when because that has not been revealed. So you are probably somewhat curious about the decrees of God, but we shouldn't be trying to pry in to figure out what God is going to do in the future if it hasn't been trying revealed. Trying to you know, watch the stars and mm -hmm. roll in... Chicken bones. Yep. Blood moon on election day mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. So. Orange moon. Was it? <laughs> Orange moon bad. Well, I don't know about, it might be good. Listen, you know, man. You don't know how to decree it. You don't know how to, how to interpret that sign. Could you, is it, would it be possible to put a satellite out there and to project the name Trump on the moon so that you could see it from the earth? Because that would be a big get for Trump for ads. I wonder if you could do that. Figure that. Let's figure that out. We're gonna figure that out. We put D and D up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's. Yeah, we could pay for that. We can well, afford have the that. company sponsor it. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah. What's okay. a satellite cost? I don't know. Give a couple million bucks or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. couple million. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so um, but then he asks. So are God's <laughs> precepts then, and not His degree decrees, the rule of our conduct? Yes. Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine again. Things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children. Okay, relax, relax Presbyterians. Okay, because we agree with that too. Okay, doesn't mean we're supposed to baptize our babies. Mm -hmm. so everybody just chill. Yeah, I mean, um, we know what, and this is why we talk about, you know, the will of God being talked about in these two ways, his will of purpose or decree and his will of precept or duty. So we look to God's revealed will, his will of precept, so we know how to live as his will of decree is unfolding in our very lives, which is great because we don't know the divine decree, right, for our lives. We don't know what's going to happen today or tomorrow, but we do know how he wants us to conduct ourselves as that's unfolding in our lives. Yes, yeah, yeah. And for me, again, I know for you, that is super encouraging because God has not left us alone. I mean, his spirit is with us, and it's not just that his spirit is with us, is with us who can guide us. He has explicitly, mm. specifically told us what he wants us to do in all situations. It doesn't mean that we always know what choice to make in some of these more specific, um, nuanced decisions, like uh, should I get uh, the blue car or the red car? Mm. But his revealed will does tell us to, uh, to not be greedy and to not be boastful and to not be proud, uh, to be good stewards of the money that he has given us. So that should then govern over the blue car and the red car, for example. So we don't have a clear answer for every decision that we have to make, but in all of our decisions and in all of our circumstances, we are guided by his spirit and ruled by his word. 
Mm. Well, <coughs> oh, oh, goodness. Man, I, you're having a rough day. I told you. Man, the morning. Red Bull is just, Red Bull. Nice breakfast. <laughs> I know. That's my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Empty stomach, Red Bull. <laughs> well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Diva or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast. Hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. Later.